in this episode. This feels like home. You guys feel like a nice comfy sock. <laughs> as long as it's not the sock that's stuffed under the bed. No, not that <laughs> sock. The other sock. Welcome. You're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, Episode 25, Part 1. Ghosts and UFOs with Jack Campisi and Hunter Shea. Hello, everybody. My name is Jeremiah Bannister. And I'm Chad Lutsky. And you're listening to Paleo Cheese Podcast, part of the Project Entertainment Network. And we've got an amazing show for you today. Actually, it's kind of a super dupe special show, Chad. We have uh, multiple layers of special, in fact. It's quad quadfecta. I, I it was trifecta <laughs> until I added more later. We, yeah, yeah. It's it's Friday the thirteenth today. Yes. So that's all wrapped up in horror. It, it, this is our our Christmas special. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is the twenty landmark twenty fifth episode. Mm-hmm. And Whoa. what day is Christmas on? The twenty fifth. Yes. Look at that, dude. So. Yes. And it's our first episode we've ever done where we talked yes. about two different movies, the, or a had, remake, and, and had, two had guests. Yes, and had two guests, man. Which we have Jack Frost, Jack Frost, Jack Campisi, <laughs> yeah. and Hunter yeah. Shea from uh, Monster Man. And they Hi-yo. Both, they both both been on before. Um, had a blast yeah. with both of them. This feels like home. You guys feel like a nice comfy sock. <laughs> as long as it's not the sock that's stuffed under the bed no not that <laughs> sock the other sock <laughs> all moist okay. and crusty the happy sock time. yeah ma leave yeah. my socks alone yeah paleo cheese is now moist and crusty that's just the new name of the show that's what we're, we're yeah. gonna call from it gives now a on. whole gives a whole yeah. new meaning to the word paleo cheese that's why i love getting <laughs> why i love getting socks for christmas <laughs> oh no you got a favorite can you guys suggest a good paleo cheese to eat, first of all? I've always wondered, is there a good paleo cheese out there <laughs> tastes like cheese? You don't even know how often that – I don't know how often we've received this yet as, as a show, but in, throughout my life, man, where people are like asking me about the paleo diet and crap, and I'm like, dude, I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I don't do it, man. I tried doing it for like half a second. I think it lasted about a week, and I said, ah, no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> like to try this over here, man. Uh, you know. Mm-mm. So tonight we're going to talk about yeah, two movies, like you said, Jeremiah. We're going to talk yeah. about <clears throat> excuse me, the original Black Christmas from 1974, mm-hmm. and then we're going to talk about the 2019 film that's called Black Christmas for some reason. I can't figure that out yet. We're going <laughs> to talk about that one, and that will be fun. <laughs> might might even piss some people off on that one. I don't know. In, in hope, fairness, though, man, it kind of feels like the first one had less to do with Christmas. Yeah. Like at least the second one, it was. It seemed you know there was snow. Yeah. They had the, you know there were other things. There were certain symbols throughout the you know had the ornamentation and stuff. And mm-hmm. and the first one was like uh, kind of felt like you know October or something. <laughs> you know what? I think that's because it's a movie of its time. Now Jack and I are well, actually Chad, we're all older than dirt. In the back in the day, there wasn't all this stuff that went on with Christmas, especially like in college. Our college had zero things put up for Christmas. There wasn't a light, a shred of tinsel. None of us cared. Maybe there were some extra free keg nights at the bar, but yeah, it was just a thing. 
like, eh. but also it's like Christmas movies now over decorate. Everything's yeah. shot oh with God. fake snow, yeah. and there's every house has super duper um, Christmas vacation like uh, yeah. design. You know, Anna and the That's Apocalypse, true. you know, the giant snowman guy. Like, there's just it overdoes it. Whereas that actually feels like a 70s neighborhood. Yeah. Some of the houses mm-hmm. have lights, some don't. There's a yeah. Christmas tree up, and you can see it through the window. Yeah, you got um, a point. It's like it's like those eight, those movies where they try to pay homage to the 80s, <clears throat> and you're just like, I get it. It's 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 the 80s. I get yeah. it. Yeah, my dad yeah. didn't wear a Frankie yeah. Says shirt. We were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I wanted to ask you guys. You just did. You just recently did a episode of Monster Men where you. I, I didn't. I didn't watch it yet, but where you t- talked to some kind of UFO uh, investigator oh, or something like that. Awesome. Yeah. Now, really? <clears throat> now, Jeremiah and I were talking recently. Uh, we got on the discussion about. I think we were talking about Skinwalker Ranch, and we were just talking about different things that I think we. And I think that um, I'm not sure. If, I, I think both of you guys are kind of like. I don't know what the proper term is. I call it agnostic when it comes to like ghosts and UFOs and stuff. It's like I really want to believe all that, but. I, I need it, you, you got to kind of prove it to me. And I, mm-hmm. you know, I look at things with a skeptic's eye, but I'm not like, I'm not, you know, so shut out that I, I'm, I'm not, you know, willing to look at anything or believe anything. So I was just wondering, um, one, if you, if you guys were like that, if you had some kind of like desire, like I do, where it's like, it's something that it's exciting and you would love to see some kind of like something just truly concrete where you're like, I'm a believer. I, I, saw this or take it jack you go well you've got you're right i think we both have kind of a similar outlook i'm more like you i haven't seen anything for myself i have searched for it i love talking about it i'm super Mm -hmm. skeptical of it when i was here last time i was talking about some of my ghost stories yep this guy next to me has experiences in everything so he is probably more on the i actually believe because he claims to have seen things Mm -hmm. But yeah, maybe he's just nuts, right? Uh, he's I'm been re- anal probed. I'm gonna refute you, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> That's I right. Had, I have heard yeah. stories of yeah, ghost stories. Go ahead. Hunter. Yeah, I, I had a UFO sighting in '87, but I was along with thousands of people in New York at the time when it happened. So yeah, and and at the time I was also with my mother, my girlfriend, my wife now, and my sister. Mm-hmm. Yeah, whatever. We were just doing shrooms, you jerk. We weren't smoking. <laughs> yeah. um, <laughs> so yeah. I had that. And I've heard a lot of people talk about if they've had a paranormal experience, it it opens some of the people, it opens them up for other things. And mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot of people who have had a UFO experience has have also seen a ghost, have, you know, might spotted a chupacabra somewhere rooting through their garbage. Who knows? But it seems to be it's not it's not a it's very rarely a one and done. And I don't know whether it's that it becomes a self-fulfilling wish that I want to see more. Or does that event change you in a way? Open up that third eye or something. I don't know. But I mean, I lived with a ghost for 26 years of a boy who looked as real as the four of us do right here and would wander through my house. And we all had seen him at one point. And kind of lived with him, including the weird vibe he'd bring with him. Because you could have the worst day on earth. And at the time, my wife was on life support in our house, which was you can't get worse than that. And when he would come, you'd just get that brief respite of, man, I I feel pretty good. 
like, oh yeah, look, that kid's here again. Mm. All right, just I, I know, and he would always walk through my house into where my wife was hooked up to her machines and unconscious. And whenever you saw him, you just had this real feeling of calm and peace, not fear or. I mean, the first time I saw him, I thought it was a kid from the neighborhood, so I freaked out because I'm like, "Don't go in that room. There's yeah. wires and stuff like that." And I ran into the room; and there was nobody in there. And um, a year later, when she got better, and I was going to work that day, my wife's, you know, I said, "You know, I feel bad leaving you." She goes, "I know. I wish you were here." She goes, "You know, at least when I was really sick and you would have to leave." She goes, "I always had I had a boy who would sit here with me on the bed." And I had never told her about these visions. I didn't tell anybody because I didn't want anyone to think that I was not capable of taking care of her. Mm. And um, I said, can you describe what, like, what's this boy like? And she described the exact kid I was watching. So hmm. he, he would kind of pop back into our lives whenever my wife was going through, like she had cancer and she had a heart problem. And it, it, whenever something popped up with her, he would be there. So for years, it was like, you know, we'd asked around, we looked, and we're like, has anyone died here? Who's this kid? And the prevailing theory in the family was my mother-in-law had had two stillborn sons before my wife. So the the family theory was, well, that's your brothers coming to see you when you need somebody most. And when we moved last year, the woman who owned the house, it was had been there, I think, 60 years. She out of the blue just tells my daughter about her son's friend who died. He impaled himself on a pole. Oh, dang. Right in the yard. Cause right <laughs> oh. next to us, there used to be a little reservoir. What? And he was nine years old. And I was like, that's the kid. That is that's absolutely the kid. Oh, man. So then we told my wife and everything. And she had, she says she sat in the apartment after we had moved everything out just about. And she went in there and she had this conversation with with the apartment with the boy there and she goes you know thank you for being with us and we loved you and somebody will come here and take care of you and everything and she was just having this nice conversation she says as she turns to leave she just hears a voice in her ear just go goodbye and she goes and she came out crying she was weeping she felt bad for leaving him there and the sad thing is no one's moved in there since so he's truly alone so does that stuff creepy creep you out or are you just no no, it didn't creep me out at all. I mean, it was almost like I saw him as a part, like a full-blooded person for years. And then to me, it became flashes of light and a shadow. And to my kids, it was always flashes of light. And sometimes he would move their bed. That was a big thing. Yeah, it creeped me like, the crap out, man. It creeped me out. I used to go to his house to record Monster Man, and then we'd watch a movie as the sun was going down. And I'd be like, Looking around, I never Waiting saw the kid. Little dude like, to walk around, and you're like, you know, come on, man. If I you ever know? did see him, though, I would have like blasted through the wall like the Flintstones. Yeah, you, yeah, you on, have, because I'm telling you, because we all said it, because he, he, all separate experiences. When he came, there's this. There was almost like someone just said to you, "Chill, motherfucker," and you would just whew, everything. He would might have, dude. <laughs> but Jack was coming over to film. Mm -hmm. We were doing Monster Man one day, and I was vacuuming, and I see somebody run right behind me. And I was like, I thought it was one of my kids. I'm like, oh, that's right. I'm alone. And I just, I was like, stop the back. I'm like, can you just wait like a half an hour and scare the crap out of Jack when he gets here? Please, <laughs> just please just show up. 
but you know they don't but listen. See, I'd be looking for like I'd be looking for like projectors and stuff, man. I, I grew up on Scooby Doo, and so I'd be <laughs> I'd be like, dude, who's got the projector screen? You freaking jerks, man! Old man, uh, stinky know. whistle teeth. I don't I don't think my original statement though is any different than what I don't think I contradicted you at all because no, yeah, I haven't experienced it. You have, and Chad, maybe you're like me. I I don't disbelieve him when he says that, but mm-hmm. at the same time. Until I see that kid, right? I don't know what the if he's. I I don't know what the hell he saw. I don't I don't know if I believe him or not. A hundred percent. I don't. I you know what I mean. Like you have to have it. And I had another when my dad passed away the day he died, which was completely unexpected. Went to get a kidney stone blasted. Died within twenty four hours. Oh shit! Oh dang! So I said to my mom, I said, "I'll stay with you tonight," which is the house where I am right now. So I said, I'll sleep downstairs and I am sitting on the couch downstairs. All the lights are on and it sounds like a rock gets thrown through the stereo. We had my dad had a stereo case, which was his pride and joy. And it had a glass front to it. And it was like, bang, and you see the thing shaking. And I was like, oh, dad was here. Like it scared the crap out of me. I'm like, that was dad proving to his son who knew that he was always like, fascinated with this stuff like yeah i'm here but now i'm going and he appeared to my daughter in her dream my daughter who only has terrifying lucid dreams and sleep paralysis she had one good dream in her life and it was my father coming to her that same night saying all nice things to her and he left so but like i said i think if you have a bizarre experience something happens to you it just opens something up you know, I, I'm kind of like Jack on this, man. Like, I, I'm one of those guys. I'm fascinated by it. I watch all the shows. I even, you know, I when I was on AMFM radio, I used to tell people, hey, I'll go with you ghost hunting. You know, all I need is a piece of paper and a pencil, man. And like, you know, some kind of thing to write what I'm seeing down and all that and documenting it. But just to just to actually go and to, and to be there with all that. And and I've I've never had anything. Where it's like, oh, yeah, man, I've seen, you know, I, I told a, a story. I don't know if it's the last episode or how, how many episodes ago, but about uh, a situation I could not explain that sure as heck kind of felt ghosty. Let's put it this way. But when mm-hmm. the alien thing, man, I had one time in my whole life where I wondered what the heck was going on up in the sky. And uh, I've wondered what's, what the heck's going on a lot, but not up in the sky, <laughs> you know. And so I, I remember we're driving home. And I'm seeing these crazy looking beams and they were like all over the place. And it was, it was late at night and I'm freaking out and I pull off into this church parking lot and I call 911. I'm talking to the lady and on the phone and she's like, Oh no, we've actually gotten a lot of phone calls about this. She's like, it's Northern lights. And I was like, no, it's, it's Maui Wowie, <laughs> but, but you know, but no matter what, but the thing is, yes, but I, that's her explanation of that was that, you know, that it was Northern lights, but it was spooky enough. And all mystical looking in the sky that it freaked me out, man. I didn't know what the heck was up. And to this day, I'm like, I don't know. Maybe she was lying to me. You so, should check out you <laughs> should check out the latest monster band. We have Ryan Sprague. Hunter was over the moon because he's a renowned UFO guy. And I I love this stuff too, but not to the extent that he's Hunter's got like a encyclopedia. <sighs> I have way too many <laughs> UFO books. <laughs> but it was it was a, it's a really good conversation because I think we both asked good questions and this guy came off really, really good. Like he is not just a, I believe everything I see and I want to believe in little green men. He's, he's a skeptic, but he's also compassionate. And, uh, 
What's yeah. what's the name? Is he involved with that? What's the organization, man? That uh, Mufon. What is it? Mufon. No, to the Stars Academy. Yeah, to talking the about? Stars Academy. No, yeah. he is he's not, not, he's not involved with that. That's no. Tom DeLonge and uh, yep. Christopher Mellon and all of them. But no. Yeah. Um, what Ryan is, he's he's just he's a researcher, and the nice the the breath of fresh air about him is that he he has been gathering information from witnesses all his life, basically since he was thirteen. He said, Jack. Yeah. He does not tell you that he knows the answer. So he yeah. doesn't just go, oh, I'm just going to believe these and here's what it is. He has no clue what any of this stuff is. So he's just, he's there to tell the story. But he has a lot of insight. A ton of insight. He knows his shit. This guy's traveling the world on all these UFO conferences, has met and talked to everybody. And even through all that, he's been able to just be objective about it, which is rare. Because so You usually guys probably covered then, you probably covered the the releases from the defense department and stuff over yeah. the last couple of years. I mean, like, yeah. like the one that it looks like a Tic Tac that's flying at like a bazillion miles an hour and they can't hardly keep up with it. And in yeah. the video of that, um, they, they, I remember them saying that there was a whole fleet of them and that, said, but you only see the, yeah. you only see in the video, you only see one. And then there's one that that's this, it's uh because everybody you know, knows you can't just have one tic tac. Yeah, you, you can't just have one yeah, tic tac. Really. <laughs> and, and then there's another one where they're flying. There's buggers flying. The, the the pilots talking about it and everything. And it, it looks as though all of a sudden, man, it just goes straight vertical, just like straight up like this, and it's flying at the same rate as before, as if nothing changed. And it's not like it went up. It just it it kept moving forward. But now it was like this, flying through the air like that. Yeah, and you you see that, and you go, "Holy cow! <laughs> what, yeah. what is this?" Yeah, the incredible thing yeah. about that, he talked oh. about it. They're going from uh, eighty thousand feet to just above the ocean, yep, in milliseconds, and back up to eighty thousand feet. Which that speed, if there was a human being in there, would no, turn to liquid. Yeah, totally. Right. Um, but yeah, the the chapter in his book, somewhere in the skies, does. There's a chapter called, I think it's called, "It's Raining UFOs." which is what, and the, the person in that was in the tower, because you've got people in radar seeing this, you've yeah. got pilots, you've got people on ships all seeing this. Foreign countries, man, other governments that, that have said that they believe it, that what, Russia, for example, I believe yeah. Mexico, uh, there's a whole bunch of them that have said, nope, uh, <laughs> it's their official position that it's kind of like, yeah, uh, there's stuff up there. It happens, yeah. It Don't happens, close. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's the guy on the radar had PTSD from that night he's still suffering that's, from that's it. like that uh what is it phoenix lights yeah the, phoenix yeah lights. The, remember the wasn't it the was it the mayor or the governor that came out the next day dressed up like an alien making fun of it governor but now Fife he believing i yeah. know the guy's name jesus christ yeah you know, yeah, I know. I need, I need you're in deep dude you're, you've <laughs> definitely been anal probed i mean i you <laughs> probably <laughs> probably dude that's it, why i smile some nanotech in you buddy but you know what? Some... They found some polyps and took care of them. So it was actually a pretty good probing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I saw I saw some guys on uh, Joe Rogan talking about Skinwalker Ranch. And man, that was... You guys listen to that at all or know anything about the, the ranch there and what they've done? I think I listened yeah. to that episode a long time ago. Yeah, it was pretty cool, man. And a lot of it was just talking about like the cattle um, mutilations, like the killing of the cattle and stuff and how long this has been going on since like, I think the, I think they said the fifties mm -hmm. and um, that was really interesting. It's just when I hear about all this stuff, I get really excited uh, and kind of scared at the same time over some of it. But yeah, ever since I was a little kid, I was just like any other kid 
you know, grow up up in the seventies, you know, dinosaurs and Bigfoot and, Mm -hmm. you know, you just want and ghosts. And I always wanted that stuff to be true. Uh, and I still do, but, um, I've gotten nothing. I've gotten like no cool stories, you know, just stories that other people have told me. I got a friend who claims to have seen little green men and, um, you know, um dmt that guy well yeah he's yeah he's, a little, he's, little dmt little joe rogan on that with the little green man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit a little bit hey he you know what claim, he also yeah. claims to have like grown like a foot overnight when he was young. <laughs> 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 i'm like okay man and shrunk yeah. back the next day yeah <laughs> i was a foot taller on saturday trust me yeah. he took that male <laughs> enhancement pill and you know, I've I've had other people that 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 have had um that have come to me um telling me stories or something or even try to just get me involved with, you know, and it's like I look at them and I'm like, man, I don't know. Um <laughs> I, I, I had a um I mean, I've never actually talked about this before, but I had a girlfriend who I was supposed to marry um long, long time ago. I've been with my wife for 30 years now, but oh. so this is a while ago. Um, but she was killed and I, I became close with, uh, her mom after immediately afterwards and for several years and we would party together and stuff. And she would always try to get me to, she would do, do the ghost stuff, you know, mm. like, do you feel her? And, and she's been talking to me and, and, and this happened the other day with these butterflies and this thing in the house and stuff. And I'm just like, and she was always kind of, um, like smoke, you know, smoked weed, drank like, especially when her daughter died, drank, drank like, uh, you know, a half a um, gallon of vodka pretty much daily. And she was, uh, she's overweight too. So I don't know if, you know, that helps her to, to be able to, <laughs> to still walk after that. But yeah. Oh, yeah. she would, you know, she yeah. would say all this stuff mm. and we would, a couple of times we would not get into it, but I'd, I'd just be able to listen, you know, I'm sorry, but I just don't you know, she's dead, you know, and I just thought I felt bad because I mean, I was coping in my own way, partying, of course, <laughs> but, uh, I was coping my, in my own way over it, you know, cause, uh, my future was now changed, but this was her daughter. And so I felt bad and I just thought, just leave her be. This is the way she's coping. And, but I could never, you know, I never had any experiences or anything. And, um, it's like part of me wants to but then like jack it's like i'd be running to the wall you know <laughs> well you, you yeah. think though you think until you're in it like here here's yeah. a deal so i'm gonna give you an, a, a real life scenario you're standing outside a pizza parlor and you hear shots being fired mm-hmm. and you watch a car come screeching around the corner and it's firing at a man running around the corner and they're exchanging gunfire what is what do you think you would do yeah. at that moment? You, now they're yeah, probably about twenty yards away. What do you think you're going to do? No idea until I'm in that moment. I'd poop my probably pants. Freeze. If I was I, in, if I was you know a Mexican or a Palestinian, I'd be eating ice cream cone. But <laughs> you know, <laughs> well, I've been down well, there, man. Not in Palestine. Like, I've been down in Mexico, man. I've seen a, entire trucks filled with people with machine guns, and little kids are just sitting there eating an ice cream cone. You're like, what? It depends. Is this thin <laughs> crust pizza or is this deep dish? It's it's the, it's Bronx pizza, the best pizza on earth. All right, then I'd go I mean, back could, in for another slide. Oh, this happened to me, and I was I could have just turned around and gone into the pizza parlor and hit the deck, but I stood there and watched it and watched the windows explode around me. 
as these two just traded gunfire right around me. So like, you just never know what you're going to do until you're in that situation. And usually you're doing the fucking wrong thing. <laughs> what do you guys think though about this, man? Like, okay. I, I've got a lot of friends that they would go on ghost hunting stuff. I had one, one dude named Joth and he, he would, he hung out with some of the people who did shows on different channels and he'd been to a couple places and you know, I hear these stories, right? And even in his home, because he, he lived in, we talked about his house on one of our episodes about local legends and stuff like that. Uh, he lived in this this old convent. And I know it's a convent because I grew up and we went there for the garage sale when the nuns were leaving. So it's called oh, Marywood. It was that's yeah, so it's this big castle kind of thing. It's I'll take all their tampons and yeah. well, he that's where he lived and everything. And I he had stories. <laughs> yeah. He had all these stories about like what you know what he'd what he'd seen and what he'd heard and where he'd been and everything and and i'm sitting there i'm thinking okay i've watched an obscene amount of uh documentaries and tv shows where they go to the most haunted places and they have all the tech and they have all this stuff and they're they're going and you hear the people when they're there and they say well man this is what happens and i saw this and i saw that and i'm like man i ain't seen jack like <laughs> when i'm watching these shows i'm right. like you know, th th there's only been a couple times ever that I've ever even heard something that kind of sounded like what they all insist you just heard, you know, because they, they yeah. crank it up, you know, and they're like, oh, my gosh. And it's like, and they're like, dude, I'm going to eat you. And you're like, I didn't hear that. <laughs> I don't know what you're what you're EVPs are rough like that. Yeah, they're rough like that. But they all hear it. And, they, and then they put the cue it with the words on the bottom and stuff. So my 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 radar is just like, boom, 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 boom. You know, if red flags everywhere thinking, ah, I don't know about this. Um, you know, and it's kind of bumming me out because I'm thinking all these individuals have stories. And then for some reason, like, are the ghosts like, dude, I know the camera's on. Like, I, don't, I ain't yeah. going to show up. I mean, it's kind of like I'm, I'm not dogging that idea entirely because it's kind of like it was a movie. And I, I wish I remember the name of it. It's not like everything, you know, is a lie or something like that. But basically, they, they did this test where it talked about how particles react when there's a camera in the room. Uh, mm -hmm. and things like that. And it was an interesting, it was an interesting study and I don't know how that panned out. I'd like to see what, you know, maybe criticisms of that even, but that when there's something in the room that's recording it, uh, it seems like things react differently. So I'm not saying yeah. that's the case, but I am saying, well, you know, I've watched a lot of them and I'm really let down, man. It's like, you get super psyched about it. Like, you know, going to a strip club or something, you get really excited in the end of the day, dude, you're making hot pockets at home and stuff. And I've also you know, said, don't go to the strip club at lunch. <laughs> That's the problem. That's where the disappointment comes in. That's the B team. <laughs> yeah, at one time. I've said this with Hunter though a million times. Like we we have gone to a couple of places, but we would love to like go stay overnight in an abandoned convent or something. Yeah. And I've always said like I think my reaction would be a lot different if I'm by myself than if I was with him. Because yeah. if I'm if I'm with him, then I'm I'm going to be a little more brave. We're going to be a little more skeptical and like no, there's a there's a hot water heater banging pipes or something or there's somebody upstairs messing with us whereas i'm by myself it's like there's either a ghost or there's somebody up there who's going to kill me you know like <laughs> yeah right like, yeah. Crazy factor. Dude. so I, I think i'm a hell of a lot more brave when there's somebody else in the room with me yeah and, and I, if the lights are on why are you always turning the lights off man i don't agree you, with what, that what's, haunting what's will happen in the day with the lights on, it doesn't matter. But all the TV shows, yeah, don't you man, know you can only, yeah, yeah, you can, don't you know that you can only see ghosts if it's dark and you're using night vision? 
<laughs> yeah, I mean that's the only way. I, I you're think... talking smack because they now they're like they they went through a phase like all these shows, man, where it turned into this like get out of here now. <laughs> like, yeah, start provoking. Know, like, yeah, what if they want you to smooth talk them like you know exactly. sweet talk and doing butterfly kisses? Like why do you think you got to be mean? Are you doing? <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. I I honestly believe that nine ninety percent of all hauntings are are centered around the person in the place at that time whatever juju that person has is they're the conduit that makes this thing happen so when they leave like these you go there and you're like oh that's a freaking house so i don't know i think if you're going to properly investigate a a haunting a you got to vet it to death i think the best and way to do that is you have to live with that family or person for like a year or two and it's just going to have to be constant if you're ever going to catch anything for real, but nobody will ever allow that to happen. Nobody's going to have that kind of money to do that commitment. But I think that's the only way to do it because it's a, it's a combination of it's you in that spot at that time. And then I come in and I have to just be there. And it's when you least expect that something's going to happen. And maybe by the familiarity of my being there for a long period of time, it will start to act the way it acted before I as the investigator got there. I'll tell you what, though, going back to what we were saying earlier about witness testimony, like Hunter's got a bunch of stories. And Chad, you said this, too. I have a lot of very close people in my life who have had some sort of paranormal experience. And some of them are like, I just bring it out of people in conversation. It just seems to come up when people talk to me. So it's a... They would never talk about this with anybody else, but they're having a beer with me and suddenly something I say triggers them. And then they just, they tell the story that they've never told anybody or that they don't go mm-hmm. to, you know, they're like the, the CFO of my company a couple of years ago. And she was one of the kindest, greatest people I know everything. And then suddenly she's telling me about these experiences she had somewhere. She worked at a, um, in a cancer hospital and there was some like moment of death things and some stuff that happened in her house with her and her mother and other things. That she, now, again, like I have known Hunter for 20 years. So, so there's a certain amount of trust I have with them. Same thing with this woman and other people in my life. So there's so really close people that I trust that have this testimony. And I told you guys on the show the some of the the the, uh, the stories I've heard. So <laughs> I am skeptical, but I am highly highly curious. Yeah, yeah. About yeah. this, uh, yeah. and and so I, I don't know if I believe uh, like like Ryan Sprague on our a UFO show, and I think Hunter is kind of the same way. I don't know if anybody has the actual answer to what they're seeing. I definitely think there's more out there than what we understand, but yeah, people sure. are just quick to label it as, oh no, that's a shadow person. Yeah. I looked in my. That's in a demon. Oh, yeah. okay. Do we all have to be Catholic right now? <laughs> I mean, that, that you just discounted a huge swath of the population when you call it a demon. So it's, I, it, nobody knows what the fuck this stuff is. I'm still, you know, I'm, and that's kind of I'm, the thing. Like, oh, go ahead, Jesse. I was just gonna say, I'm really bummed still that that they deemed uh, Amityville a hoax because I grew up on that, and I'm. It's like I have almost like this weird obsession with the house, and not just the Lutz family that lived there, but the DeFeo murders and stuff. And yeah, I've never been, you know, by the house or anything, um, you know, to see it. I know that, but you guys live, you know, I've East been Coast. by it, and he's been by it. I've been there. Yeah. Small. Yeah, see that that to me that'd be like meeting like you know my favorite rock star or something just being able to stand John on Bon Jovi on Ocean Avenue when I... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kip, Kip no, Winger 
I know it's Kip Winger, Winger. dude, really. <laughs> but yeah, she's only so, 17. The, that bums me out that, you know, there's like, oh, it's a hoax and stuff. And I, I pretend that it's, I, I guess I don't say that. I, I don't pretend that it's, that it's real, but I, I, I try to hold on to some kind of that there was, I mean, there, there seems to be something, at least with the DeFeo things, that's not right. You know, whether it just be, you know, uh, another person involved or uh, something spiritual or something. I don't know, but it, you know, things don't add up with the, with those murders at it, all. It, it is good though, to watch something like Penn and Teller have the show bullshit. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. will talk about paranormal and ghosts and they will totally say, Nope, it's all fake. And yeah. they will give you like 10 good reasons why 95, yeah. you, you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, 95% yeah. of what then Penn even says now their bullshit was bullshit. Like, because I listened to his show, his uh, Sunday school, and he'll be like, I, I don't know. That's just what we felt at the time. <laughs> right. But so that, like that's why I was saying great local. counter arguments. That's why yeah. I'm saying 95, not 100, because a lot like when the, the one about psychics and, and cold reading is yeah. one of the best things I've ever seen on that topic. Yeah. 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 So uh, th- th- there's uh, while there is this. Yeah, I want to believe I'm going to say 95% or more. And our friend who used to work for the Warrens said this. He goes, yeah, a big percentage of stuff that we investigated was bullshit or these people are carnies and we're building things up. Mm. But there was a small percentage of stuff that I was in a room and a screwdriver flew across the wall or sparks were coming out of the ceiling. And I was just like, what the hell is going on here? So there, there, while there is something to it, there's a whole load of stuff where there's a regular explanation or yeah. somebody who, is is lying to you or mm. or, or yeah. delusional? Yeah, it only takes color. one thing. That's all it takes. Is one, it only takes one thing to be true, right? And it smashes everything apart yeah. to pieces. Yeah, yeah. Th- you got people takes. like um, friends, friends of uh, friends of Penn, right? That are people like uh, Michael Shermer, for example. He's written a book about uf uh, why people believe in UFOs. And ghosts, and he includes gods and spirits and stuff like that all in there. He's a, he's a, a secular atheist. And then you've mm-hmm. got a guy. I think his name's John. I don't. I, don't, I think it's John Nichols. I think. And that's his job. Like he goes around, and so you know, let's say for example, you know, I'm I'm a Catholic, and I know a lot of people who who put a lot of stock into things like you know the the crying statues or blood coming out of things. But so often you go to the, these places, and he'll go and he'll look and he'll explain like, well, this is how it's happening. Or that all of a sudden when he shows up, it just isn't happening anymore. <laughs> it yeah. just all of a sudden stops mm-hmm. and he, he documents that. Gotta and have so that. Night I think it's good to have those people in your <laughs> in the wheelhouse. You know what I mean? Like the people who are like the hardline skeptics that say, Nope, I'm going here with the intention of just debunking the daylights out of that. And to have in, in kind of in the the uh Overton window, also having people who may not be the full blown, right? Like that they just don't question anything, but that they're on the optimistic side of it, that they, that they have experiences or they have different beliefs. Um, and it's funny when you were saying the thing about just, just assuming, well, that's a demon or, or this and that it, uh, it makes me laugh. There was a, an, a news channel in, I think it's York County, I think in Pennsylvania. And they went to this house. And of course, at the end, they, they let everybody know that one of the affiliates of the station was going to be doing a show on that house and having, and it's like, Oh, this is a, you're, it's an ad. Uh, yeah, <laughs> it's an totally. ad for your, it's an internal ad, dude. I got you. But they go and they're hyping it up. And the journalist is like, you know, we had experiences in it. You decide for yourself. And the lady on the inside is talking about all this stuff. And, and she's, she's giving 
uh, she's giving meaning to everything. Like it scratched you because you're trying to get the story out. And I'm like, how do you know that? <laughs> you know, or, you know, that uh, something came by and pushed me. And I thought, what if, for example, just, just playing imagination here. I said, what if it's one of those loops, right? That they talk about where it's like a, a ghost in a loop kind of thing. The stone and what tape if, theory. Yeah. What, what if it, what if it's a hockey player? And he's just he's doing the hockey thing and you happen to be at this location and that loop is going by you and you have no idea and you're going to pull up and you're getting shoved down. So even in that theory, right, even in the, the idea that that's real and that this is an explanation, there's all you checked by a ghost, you know, I mean, it's just going by boom and it could be no ill intent at all. But so many individuals not only say they have experiences. But then they they interpret it, and I'm like, you should write a book. You apparently have magical insight. I don't know. Well, my house, happened. my house is built on an ancient Indian hockey rink. It was roller hockey, though. They couldn't yeah, make oh the gosh. ice. Yeah. <laughs> every 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 experience is through the person's filter, you know. And yeah. it's like you know, we talk about a UFO. We were talking to Ryan. We were saying a UFO experience now, 200 years ago, was a religious experience. It was a, it was Padre Pio, or it was a saint, or something like that. It's, it's whatever's happening at the time, whatever the collective conscious is thinking these things are. That's what it is. Who knows what it's going to be 200 years from now? It could be something mm -hmm. entirely different that we we can't even conceive what it's going to be. But the key is, there's weird shit out there. Yeah, for sure. I mean, every single person can't be wrong. Not mm -hmm. every single. And to me, if one person was right for a ghost and one person was right for a UFO in all of mankind, then both actually exist. But we just don't know mm -hmm. what they are. And I'll, I'll bring up another thing, which I, I mentioned on the latest episode. I have a friend who's into ceremonial magic. Oh, he scares me. And I don't yeah. understand a lot of the stuff that he does, but he's not a crackpot. He's a very smart guy. He has studied philosophy and religion, and he is d went into this endeavor to to see if there was anything to this. And he does all kinds of rituals and things like that and everything. And at first, I was like, "Dude, are you in like a satanic cult or something?" And I don't fully understand it, whatever. But he comes back, and he he will not say, "I definitely saw a demon." He's not always a hundred percent sure what he's seeing, but he is. He's been exposed to forces that that we yeah. have not encountered. And again, it. <laughs> it sounds like it. I'll say <laughs> yeah. whatever he's encountering, yeah. you know, yeah. and he's doing this stuff. And so I'm going, okay. So I told him the rules are, I know you have secret things and are allowed to tell me, but if you ever get definitive life of uh, proof of life after death, you have to tell me, or if you ever shoot lightning out of your hands, like the emperor, <laughs> you have to tell me his name yeah. is Ming. But the fact is, in his experience, again, Hunter tells me stories. I, I believe you, but I, I haven't I haven't seen it for myself. Same thing with him. He's telling me this stuff. He's like, I don't know if that was my subconscious, if that was an angel, a demon, or some other entity. But he has had experiences, you know, that that I have not had, and so I, I'm fascinated. So for me, it's like the I don't know what the hell's going on, and I'm skeptical about everything. But I'm pretty sure there's stuff out there that we're not seeing everything that's. That's, that's I told there. you, it's all coming from Larry over in Hunts Point from his Ugh. apartment. He controls all this. He's like in charge of the Matrix, man. Yeah. Don't, don't mess with Larry. When we were preparing for Hereditary, remember this, Chad? We're we're preparing for Hereditary, and I told you that I'm like, you know, I went and I was trying to look up the symbolism and stuff, and I said I went down this crazy rabbit hole mm -hmm. of stuff I didn't know even existed that were people that were like, oh, yeah, you know, I uh, 
I, oh, I've seen him came in multiple yeah. times, you know, he's very useful for this. And I sit down and talk to him from across the table and I'm like, what? And there's <laughs> all these people. I mean, we're talking, it's like a, it's like its own niche, man. In, yeah. the, uh, mm-hmm. in the interwebs. <laughs> like, <laughs> and I went watching and it's all got kind of, you know, they've got their symbols that they, that they've got the kind of color and tone and stuff that they use that, you know, with the props and everything. And it kind of fits a certain style that they've got. Um, and the words and they're like, and, but the way that they were talking about summoning these demons to give them like amazing powers and stuff, especially with the ladies, that was one of the things like, it just is amazing. The, the, um, just how awesome it is with the women. And I'm looking at their videos and I'm thinking, you got like 10 views on this. Maybe, you know, he could help you out with that. <laughs> like, you know, like, <laughs> you know, I don't know how much I can believe these guys or if they're maybe in kind of a, you know, Kind of this trailer park coven thing going on. I don't know what the heck is happening. So I'm That's like, a whole oh. category on Pornhub. Dude, I'm, I'm, I'm writing that book. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm going to write a book. Trailer yeah. park coven, dude. It's good. That, that yeah. dibs. Yeah, you got dibs, dude. dude I'll dibs. help you. I'm, I'm I'll be a admirer on that. Yeah. You just got to put me in the thanks, man. Just, just put me oh, in the I thanks. Will. Tuck, tuck me in somewhere. Trailer park yeah. coven. Mm. Yeah. Woo. <laughs> yeah, but but it's it's true because they're true believers they're the people who do the you know they do all that stuff and i i went pretty deep into it man i was i was watching man i watched dozens of these things from all different people and different personalities and stuff and and i was like this is too much <laughs> yeah. like yeah. there's some stuff i just can't do i know that there are people out there you know that's their thing um I studied Buddhism for seven years, and when I got to a certain point, I'm like, "Oh, this shit's crazy. I don't believe <laughs> any of this." But thanks for the meditation. The monk was awesome. Good luck in India, dude. Oh, dude. And I, I bailed because my Western mind just was like, "This just seems like the same horse shit under a different name for me." And I was like, "Nah, uh, you're talking crazy stuff." <laughs> so. But you know what? If you get some kernel of goodness out of it, it's all good. <laughs> yeah, there's a there's a lot of cool stuff in in. Uh, I don't want to get into a, a deep long thing, but like Chinese medicine, things like that, and and uh, even like yoga and like what you said, meditation. That I some of that like good stuff is like spread out. You know, Wim Hof. Yeah, yeah. Well, Wim Hof. What, the, Wim that's Hof. A, actually, I do a good every example. day. I did before. The We're show. laughing, but that's yeah. a good example. You know, yeah, acupuncture. Yeah. yeah. Oh, acupuncture yeah, works. Yeah, absolutely yeah, it does. works. Yeah, we my talked wife, about that. We were talking about that, me and Chad, a couple days ago. My I never done it got into it yeah. for a while, and he would always like go, hey, you feeling stressed? Yeah, and he'd put this little needle in your ear. That's and what was, we were it saying. Was, yeah. It was a little tab, and he would say, whenever you yeah. feel stressed, just push it. And like you'd, you'd be in there for a week, and I would push it, and it was like I had three beers. I was like, <laughs> boom, and you just feel like, oh, fuck, yeah, <laughs> sure. All right, whatever. You're the boss when you want yeah, to kill your boss. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> Oh. Uncle Danny, stop touching my D spot. <laughs> oh my goodness sakes. Yeah, I, I'm, I, you know, and I mean, there's like you guys were saying, there's just, there's so much out there from like the, the pyramids to just all these different mysteries that we don't know. I mean, you could, you could just spend so much hours and hours every day for years and not get to the bottom of any of it. There's just so much out there. And it's, it's really fun, uh, exciting to, to learn there's always something man like every, every time i i listen to like joe rogan he's talking about not not with everybody uh, not with every guest but they're talking about something i was like man i've never even heard of that before yeah and then they have all like the skinwalker thing i had oh, never heard of that skinwalker is a 
terrifying thing to think of where it's so fascinating. Bob Bigelow, who is a billionaire who is going to get us probably to Mars before anybody else and buys it and spends years studying it and then pulls out and says, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what I saw, but it was freaking weird. And yeah, like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, we were, we were also talking, uh, I think on a past episode uh, about, um, Billy Corgan seeing someone shape shift in front yeah, of him yeah. at the Skinwalker Ranch. No, no, he was just oh, talking about. In I, I heard him talk about it on Joe Rogan, and I heard him talk about it on Howard Stern. He wouldn't go into detail. He said he would on, off camera, but it was like that seems so. I mean, not that Billy Corgan isn't a weird dude anyway, yeah. but you know, he's uh, he's in the public eye to be to say something like that. The, the, yeah, but we know, saw that documentary, Chad. We saw that documentary, uh, an American werewolf in London, and dude, <laughs> it, it it totally happened. Dude, we saw it right before our eyes, dude. That <laughs> that is documentary evidence, dude. That was my episode. Yeah, it was. It was your episode, man. Yeah, <laughs> documentary evidence, man. Oh my so gosh! You guys want to get into some uh, Christmas celebration, dude? Yeah. I love how you started this whole thing just to avoid the punishment you're going to take yeah. from us <laughs> for this stupid idea for an episode. <laughs> the plan? Yeah, I'm trying to calm. I'm trying to calm down from. Well, from because I, I just keep drinking, so I'm getting angrier as I drink more and more. So, <laughs> yeah, my so, Irish is up. Yeah. <laughs> this uh, this will be split into two episodes. So let's. Uh, in this episode here, and we invite yeah. you to come back and listen to part two, where we're going to be talking about Black Christmas and Black Turd. <laughs> <laughs> Black Bring your jingle balls. <laughs>